Will Jennifer Aniston ever have a baby? What are the 50 ways to please your man? How do you get rock hard abs? Why am I asking these questions? This week we're talking magazines, the periodicals of our childhood, and what we still buy at the grocery store checkout line. From the Us Weekly Studios, I'm Hillary Livingston Butler, and this show has everything. Joining me to discuss everything from 17 to the Atlantic, I have several of my fellow subscribers. From Scout Life Studios in Albany, New York, it's Bobby Pape. Hi, Bobby. That's foreshadowing for one of my answers <laughs> coming up. I thought so. And obviously, I mean, I put this down before you put it down, Meredith, from Cat Fancy Studios in Detroit, <laughs> Michigan. It's Meredith. Yeah. And how actually I typed your name was Meredith and Hard, which I think is a new well, one for me. There we go. <laughs> it's not a new one for me. So <laughs> I laughed. I just started to delete it. And then I was like, no, I'm keeping nah, it. <laughs> leave it. <laughs> um, okay. As usual, we'll do small talk, mailbag, medium talk, she recommends, and how you can get involved with the show. Um, okay, I am going to take the small talk, and since by the time it comes out, I will have had my favorite day of the year, Mother's Day. Um, I'm very excited because, and I look forward to it every year, and I talk about it every year, but the only thing I ask, okay, I ask for three things for Mother's Day. The only thing, the only three things. The, the only, only three things. things, but they're simple. I don't, you don't need to buy me shit. I don't, because like, I'm going to buy what I want. Like, I, don't, I mean, if the kids want to make me something, that's fine. But like, seriously, I don't want to buy anything. Picturing uh, you buying macaroni art on Etsy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, absolutely. Um, I want an iced soy latte from Starbucks, a venti ice, light <laughs> iced soy latte from Starbucks. Um, I want a um, sausage egg and cheese on an everything bagel from this bagel place near me and I want to be left the fuck alone all day I mean I can accept them coming home around five or six but like that is the minimum time that they can come home I want to lay in my bed and two screen to my heart's content not that I don't do that kind of regularly but I want to not feel guilty about it and I want to celebrate it so that is what I'm doing that is what Sunday means to me <laughs> that sounds great it is it's fantastic i might like go for a long walk i might get a pedicure i don't know i might do other things but i also just like like i've already grocery shopped for the week because i'm like i don't want any i want no responsibilities i want to be put loose and fancy free so i'm very excited but a precursor to that was um rory's teacher emailed us like i don't know a couple weeks ago and she said we're, we're having a spa day for all the moms and or and or caretakers or guardians on the Friday before Mother's Day. So come to the school. Like if you can't, you know, let us know. We'll get a substitute. And then she emailed me. I, I, I guess I had RSVP and I didn't realize that. She emailed, she BCC'd me and said, just want to make sure you're coming. And I was like, oh my gosh, yes, I'm going to be there. I will absolutely be there. So I walked to the school and it was in the cafeteria. I'm sure it was a super spreader event because it's like, millions of disgusting children and their moms. Um, and they had like a whole, <laughs> a whole setup that it was like, there was a brush or like a comb and fingernail polish and like <laughs> lotion from the dollar store, uh, all on the cafeteria tables. And, but what was really, really cute was Rory came over and was like, you know, I came and sat next to him and we'd sort of pre-talked about it. He said, I'm not, I can't do your makeup. And I was like, no baby, you do not need to do makeup on me. Like, don't, I was like, just scratch my back. I noticed that your nails were kind of long. So you can just like scratch my back. <laughs> um, and so I got there and he said, do you, I mean, they must've practiced this. Cause this is not my children's like natural 
um, inclination. He was like, can I get you anything? And they had a table <laughs> filled with like little water bottles and like donuts and blueberry, uh, like muffins and stuff. And I was like, you can get me some water. I'm, I'm good though. And I said, if you want to get something, you can, you can get me something and then you can have it. He was like, no, we're not allowed to eat it. It's only for the moms. I was like, well, okay. Cause I've never seen you turn down a donut hole before. But, um, so we, it was about 30 minutes and he tried to maybe start to do my nails and I'm like, well, no, baby, we couldn't quite get the, um, nail polish open and I was like it's really okay like truly don't worry about it but he scratched my back he combed my hair he put you know the bath and body works mango honey lotion on my arms for like what seemed to be an interminable <laughs> amount of time but um it was very cute and honestly he did do one thing he was like doing this sort of you know chapstick like on your, my back and I was like well that kind of feels <laughs> kind of feels good <laughs> can you keep doing that instead of combing my hair with a you know, thin plastic brush. But anyway, that was a, it was a nice start to my, to my, uh, my weekend of slack. Yay. That being a mom. Lovely. It was very nice. It was very just, cute. Next week he's going to wax your legs. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Ooh. No, I know it was a little like, I hate to say this about like my son. It was a little intimate for, um, like mother son. <laughs> 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 But it was very sweet. He's still my little baby. He's such a shithead sometimes. You've got a mother boy. (laughs) I know. (laughs) He knows I'm such a sucker for him, too. I'm like, you're so cute. Even when you're being a dickhead, you're so cute. I love it. Get him one of those wands where you freeze the the skin. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) You know, Rory had, or Dave has, I think my mom gave it to him. I almost brought it, but I thought it might be turned into a weapon at the school. He has one of those back scratchers, you know, the little, the little, like, nails. And I was like, you could put that on me. But then he might hurt me, so maybe not. Anyway, yay, Mother's Day. Um, more importantly, Bobby had a wild week. After your <laughs> bout with COVID, you went to the club? Yes, the club. Duh club. At least a club. Uh, Post-COVID Vegas trip, because that's how I celebrate when I'm testing negative again. <laughs> uh, this last week was the, the Association of Fundraising Professionals Global Conference in oh. Las Vegas. I've been telling people it's a national conference. I was wrong. It was the global conference. I know, because I made friends with someone from Brazil. Um, it was uh, exactly what I was anticipating most of the time for 2,800 nerds <laughs> at the MGM Grand. Uh, it was quite good. Uh, the sessions were great. It was highly informational, educational, interesting, whatever. Lots of data being presented and best practices and experts in all sorts of fields. Not a lot of orchestra people, so I was a little on my own in that world, but I made some fast friends. Um, And uh, the club was our last night in town. The local Las Vegas chapter threw a party, and it was $95 a person. Uh, And I thought to myself, that seems like a lot for a party, but if I don't add it to my registration, I'll be bummed. I'll I'll miss out on the fun. So Major FOMO for the... Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm going all the way to Vegas. I'm spending like $1,000 to go to this conference. I'm flying, you know, I'm, I'm spending all this. What's another 100 bucks to go yeah. see what's up? And I show up and it's at Dre's Nightclub. It's oh. uh, just north of the Bellagio. I forget which hotel it's in. Uh, but it's got a great view of the fountain across the street. And uh, taking the elevator up and it's very, uh, it's very velvet ropey, lots of staff. Um, and we all get brought through and there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people at this party. 
It is on an outdoor roof deck, pool deck, beach club, club. Yeah. With like <laughs> alcove seating and dim lighting and pools just in the middle of everything that aren't very deep. Were people swimming? No one was swimming. I would have I would have gone swimming. The pool's like three feet deep, but then there are really shallow parts in the middle of it that are only a couple inches deep. (laughs) And that is where everyone ended up taking off their shoes and rolling up their pants or whatever, or hiking up their skirts. And uh, because, you know, it's it's fundraisers, so it's all long skirts down to the ankle. (laughs) This is the last night of the conference, and there's just... You know, it's an open bar, of course, and the food is not really flowing like the drinks are. And mm-hmm. so everybody is just hammered. Yes. Oh. And uh, you look around and first, yes, people dance. And it's not all conservative dress. It's pretty, you know, there's a, there's a cross section. Uh, fundraising has everything from the 22 year old college grad, attractive young woman who doesn't know what to do with her life. So she went into fundraising up to the career old folk fundraisers, which I'm rapidly becoming. <laughs> And uh, the DJ was like a solid B minus wedding level DJ. Somebody looked at me at one point and said, you can definitely tell the nonprofit professionals bought this DJ. <laughs> but it was fine. Like he was pumping all your favorite wedding hits. And I mean, I would have I would have had a good time. People were partying. People were dancing. People were in the pool. People were all over the place. People were smoking cigars. Uh, the, the men's room. I don't know what the ladies room situation was, but the men's room had an attendant with cigars. And so. You would see the broyer guys disappear and then come back with a fucking cigar. And uh, yeah, the sunset, it was great. We got to watch the Bellagio Fountain a couple of times. You could get your photo with a couple of showgirl, women in showgirl costumes. I did not do that because as a guy traveling solo to this event, I did not think a picture (laughs) of me between two showgirls was like the message to send back to my team. Uh, But uh, yeah, it went from... uh, like seven to 10. And so I got there like seven 30 and the party really picked up around eight 30 and at nine 59, it was pumping. And at 10 o'clock, every neon sign in the venue turned to bright blue and they kicked us the fuck out. <laughs> wow. <laughs> they were like, this is all you paid for. You were done <laughs> pretty much. And, uh, Everyone just looked at us and said, oh, they're probably actually opening the club. So like, this is probably all just stuff they do before they actually open. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, get the get the fundraisers out. And so we yes. did a bunch of us went back to the hotel bar and kept drinking, so it was fine. But uh yeah, Vegas Club experience ended at ten o'clock on a Tuesday. That actually sounds nice. Like I mm-hmm. you know, I like to have fun. I like to go to you know, listen to a shitty DJ or whatever, but I need to be in bed at some point. And that's it's better if it's ten and not like two. But it's just interesting the way time works there. So like it's only ten o'clock, but it's dark out and I can see uh, nerds awkwardly pairing off to go oh, back yes. to like yes like you can definitely Oof. tell like people who definitely look like they don't know each other very well <laughs> kind of making the most of their Vegas trip yeah. Uh, yeah no I went back alone to my room which was if you're familiar with the MGM Grand it's at the southern end of the strip and it is a giant cross T shape and they light it up green all night and so unless you draw your window shade all the way down, just green Ooh. light just glows into oh, your Oh, God. Until <laughs> oh. so so 1 a.m. when they stopped, because that's I was awake every night, so I knew <laughs> when the light stopped. Uh, uh, Vegas sucked. I, I, I loved, I took a sightseeing day. So on Sunday, I drove through Red Rock Canyon. They have like a, a driving loop. You can pay a few bucks to do a 13-mile drive to see 
a bunch of the sites. And I got out and hiked around a little bit, but I wasn't thinking, so I wore sandals. So I could only oh. hike so much before I was going to die. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and I went to the Meow Wolf exhibit Omega Mart, which is this grocery store full of fake items. And then you oh, get transported yeah, through that. a door into a weird world of stuff. And uh, the only thing I can compare it to is like the City Museum in St. Louis, which is very similar if anyone's ever been there. And then if that was on acid, because everything was just like steampunk neon colors, bright lights. Yeah. Seizure-y. But it was very <laughs> cool. Very cool. And it was art. Like I told you, oh, I went to an art exhibit. Well, and Bobby, you love grocery stores. So it's like true. You went to an, yes. ar- an yeah. art exhibit oh, grocery I did. store. I, I, I totally realized I was being a progressive commercial of myself, too, because I, I would like look at something and be like, that's awesome, and take a picture of it. And then I would move to the next thing and be like, that's awesome, and take a picture of it. And finally, I looked at myself and was like, I need to stop taking pictures of everything in this store because I'll be here for six hours. Oh, well. But uh, that was cool. And then the rest of it, was, yeah, it just sucked. I mean, I, I think I left the property almost every day, which is why I have to get a rental car at these things, because I just cannot, like, cannot stay in the hotel banquet casino set up all day and all night and somebody solved this for me this is my challenge to all of the hotel people of the world figure out a good solution for in-room coffee oh yeah yeah the, the room did not have a coffee maker and even if it did i wouldn't use it because i'm always assuming that the last person just used it as a toilet or like <laughs> washed clothes in it or like who knows because i've never seen a, a hotel coffee maker that wasn't gross they're at least supposed to be full of mold at the very best right. yes, yeah I think. yeah yeah and then there's uh, there are some Starbucks on property, but like I don't want to go all the way down across the casino floor at seven in the morning to get a Starbucks coffee. That's, that's going to cost always do. five dollars and six dollars for a trip mm-hmm. coffee, and I look like shit. And I'm most definitely going to run into someone, but I couldn't even get the room service menu to load on my phone. It was just a QR code, and that's probably for the best because I would have ended up paying twenty seven dollars for coffee service or something. But like. It's the one thing. Like you're in a casino, you want people to wake up and go gamble, right? So just put a put a coffee maker on every floor. Like just put a coffee dispenser on every floor. You yeah. know what? All you have to do. Well, I don't know. So I've been thinking about this a lot because I recently um, bought these bags of coffee. They're like tea bags, but full of coffee. And it's the easiest, best, cleanest way to make one cup of coffee. Yeah. I love it. And I'm going to subscribe to these things. And I think that could be a very good hotel solution. You would need, I guess, a source of hot water. But a microwave would probably work. Yeah. That's actually a good idea. Of course, it was Vegas. So the only thing I had was a fridge that was a mini bar. Yeah. (laughs) I went to a grocery store and bought a foam cooler because I refused to pay $35 a day for a mini fridge. (laughs) (laughs) And you know me. I had to have... Like, the cooler was always stocked with two smart waters, two vitamin waters, and two Diet Cokes. Bobby, you crack me up. You go to Vegas, and you're like, I'm going to rent a car <laughs> and yeah. stock the fridge. I'm like, I- I'm like, live it. I'm like no, I'm going to take an Uber everywhere, and like, li- like I'm going to buy stuff. But you know, my like, I'm going to wake up at three in the morning, I deathly know. thirsty, and yeah. be like, God damn it, there's a vending machine with $4 sodas down the hall, and I'm looking for change. And I know. I mean, I also I bought like you know chips and hummus and yeah, 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 the snacks, yeah, snacks. the necessary snacks, yeah, hotel room snacks, some Tim salt and vinegar chips because I was on the right side of the country for that. You know, it's... <laughs> no, uh, it's, I haven't been to Vegas since uh, like two thousand six, and I we used to drive there occasionally from L.A. because it was like a four. It wasn't a terrible drive. I mean, it was a terrible drive, but it's not like 
time-wise, it's not a terrible drive. But yeah, it's one of those places that it's like a weekend, maybe, but honestly, like a day. Like I like the first night, it's like, woo, this is so fun. And then it's like, okay, I I have a you know barometer for how much I want to gamble or, you know, I start feeling anxious about that. And I mean, the only thing I really like to do is like go to the pool. Right. Did I tell you guys my first trip to Vegas was a work trip? And it was when I first started at the hospital and my coworker was like, I know how to make this into a vacation. So this is what we're going to do. And I let her like plan the whole thing. We were there for 10 days. Oh, my my God. God. (laughs) Who's ever there for 10 days? What do you even do? I was so ready to leave on day four. Uh, I mean, I think this is I hate it anyway. I've been there for a shorter period of time and the food was great, but I hated everything else. Um, But I think that's probably that was not a good introduction. No, 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 no. That's that's some tough. She just wanted some time away from her kids. Yeah. She's like, let's go for a month. Yeah. (laughs) I when I was working at the luggage store in San Francisco and I knew like my time was kind of ending there because my roommates were moving and I was like, where am I? And I was, you know, I wasn't I didn't have a boyfriend. and I was like, where am I going to go next? And my store had a location in Vegas. And I thought, well, maybe. And I was just like, I can't do that that sounds just like it might be fun for a month and then you would be like i feel sick mm-hmm. last time i was in vegas was 2013 and it was fine it was dirty it was hot it was kind of gross this time around it was dirty and hot and gross and now everything reeks of weed because oh, there yeah, are dispensaries right. every third storefront it's a dispensary on the strip mm-hmm. and it just like smoke weed if you want to smoke weed that's fine i don't care uh but just the the smell of gross weed smoke. Yeah, like yeah, it gets kind of old. Weed has a really high. Um, there's a really there's a really big swing between actually uh, ingesting marijuana or using it in some way and having to be the victim of other people using it in some way. Yeah, I um, <sighs> when in San Francisco, I noticed I was like Bridget was like, "What's that smell?" And I'm like, "Don't, don't worry about yeah. it." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, there were some culinary highlights. I got some good tacos. I got a lot of recommendations on Facebook. So thanks everybody who gave me recommendations. Um, and then my last day I had to check out of the hotel and I had all afternoon to kill. And I was just like, I don't know. I've already been in and out. I've gotten tacos. I'm trying to keep it cheap. I didn't do any buffets or anything. Cause I didn't want to feel gross for a day after. Yeah. And so I, I just was talking to someone in the hotel and they were like, Oh, you have to go get Korean fried hot dogs. And I was just like, that sounds like something I would eat. So I drove <laughs> to Chinatown and there's just like this chain that they have one location of there that apparently is in California and I've just never seen it before. And it's like crunch dog or something like that. And it's these different combinations of hot dog and cheese stick battered and fried and different toppings. It's like, okay. So I got a couple, I got one potato one, which was pieces of potato in the coating. So it was like eating a hot dog and French fries. And the other one was, um, Half hot dog, half mozzarella stick on a stick. Oh, my God. And so they come out, and the girl behind the counter is like, do you want sugar? And I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, we roll them in sugar if people want. And I was like, should I? And she goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> and then she put, like, just weird combinations of sauces on. Because I just, you know, give me the give me the works. Give me whatever I should do. I did not finish them because I am not in my 20s. Ten years ago, I would have eaten every last bite. But they were weirdly very good. I mean, sometimes that shit, you're just like, okay, I'm trusting you to lead me. in it for the experience, right? This place is in a strip mall of random Asian food and vendors. 
and it's going to line out the door and everybody's waiting for their order. So they're doing something right. Yeah, totally. But that was the end of my Vegas adventure. So, Which is I, a very lost, Bobby way to end yeah, your Vegas adventure. I lost 40 bucks gambling and said that was it. That was my, you know, I had to try. So some video blackjack and some video slots. Like I just didn't, I wasn't going to sit at a table and pretend to be competent. No, I really, I have some friends that love to play blackjack, but I really, I, you know, I, I like a nickel or penny slot and it feels like a video. It feels like I'm playing Hillary's candy at the crafts. Just... <laughs> no, no. I mean, if I were a high roll, I don't know. It still makes me feel gross. It's just, I'm not a game. I'm not a betting person. Right. I can't do it. I can't do it. Well, welcome back. Thank you. It was a perfect time to go to Vegas because, you know. I guess you can't get COVID. So well, that was it, right? I thought that was the silver <laughs> lining of when I got COVID. Is uh, I knew I was about as immune as humanly possible from getting it again, and I guarantee yeah. that that conference just oh. so yeah. There was a mask requirement, and on the first day there was an app for the conference, and a bunch of people were complaining like, "There's masks required, and nobody's wearing their masks. Even the exhibitors aren't wearing their masks." And by day three, I just, there wasn't a mask inside. <laughs> well, that's what happens when it's like mm, maybe if you want to. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. like, "Yeah, no, I'm not going to do it." Oh, and shout out to Toomey, speaking of your old store, because yes. I brought back every piece of swag I could get my hands on. I got two stuffed animals. I got like three mugs, two water bottles, T-shirts. Every vendor who was giving away stuff, I just told them my team couldn't come with me, so I'm shopping for them. <laughs> and I crammed so much shit into my Toomey suitcase. Yes. And it took it. It took it like a champ. Nice. Yeah. Nicely done. Go I really me. did give it all to my team. I, I took it all in the office and set up a little store. <laughs> and I was like, here you go. It. No. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, welcome back. Thank you. Is, is it, is, is, well, I can't remember. Las Vegas is specific time, right? It is just barely. So, like, yeah. you can drive to the Hoover Dam. That's Mountain. And you can cross the timeline into Mountain Time there. Well, welcome back from three hours before. <sighs> um, okay, Meredith, give us a little man update. Oh, my goodness. I don't even remember what was happening last week. It's well, been such we all, a blur. If I remember correctly, you all knew that, Meredith, you were getting a fourth cat, but you didn't know you were getting a fourth cat. <laughs> Everybody knew but me. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, 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 okay, yeah. So I had made an appointment for him at my regular vet because he was so, so friendly and his shoulder or something was definitely messed up because he was limping. Oh. And so I made the appointment. It wasn't for like a week or something. And, but they said, you know, if we can get him in sooner, we will just call in the morning on Monday and see if you, if there's any cancellations or call on Tuesday, call on Wednesday. So I called Monday and they could get him in that morning. So I immediately ran outside and he had started to basically live on my back porch in this little cave bed that I put out there. So (laughs) he was in the cave bed. I snatched him up and put him in a carrier and I brought him inside um, so that I knew I would have him in time for the appointment. And he was just like quiet and calm and chill as can be, but also like the stinkiest cat I've ever <laughs> been around in my entire life. Like, And you've been around some cats. I've been around some cats and I had to open a window. Like it was too cold and I was like, I got to open a window. This cat is so gassy. I cannot stand it. <laughs> oh, baby. So he like literally, yeah, he gassed me out of my own room. Um, but I took him in, they, he had a, so it turns out that he had a temperature of a pretty high temperature. Um, cats run hotter than people, but his temperature was 104, which is a couple degrees above what cats should be. And, um, they took x-rays and he has a dislocated wrist, um, 
and also some swelling in that shoulder. So they were like, huh, this is interesting. The dislocation, he had been limping for so long, they couldn't just fix the dislocation. They couldn't just reduce it, pop it back into place because it had been too long. So my vet was like, I don't really know what to do about this. So I'm going to consult with some orthopedic people. And so she did that. Um, she gave him some antibiotics and, um, and send us home. And she was like, he can't be outside anymore. He just can't, he, he will get killed for sure. Cause he can't defend himself. You know, he can't climb, he can't run. Um, he can hardly jump. So I was like, okay, I guess, <laughs> I guess he's inside now. So I have since then had him in my home office with the door shut because he's got some sort of infection and we don't know what, where it's from. So I don't want him being mingling with the, with the others kids. and getting yeah. them sick. So it's kind of been an uncomfortable week for me because I'm just having to work in this closed little room with this cat and his litter box and his food. (laughs) (laughs) Although he has gotten way less stinky, I will say, like since being on regular food. Um, And he is just such a little sweetheart. Um, He... So as soon as she consulted with the ortho people, they got back to her and they were like, well, she, he has some swelling in his shoulder. So she had me bring him back the next day to check out the shoulder and she still couldn't feel anything weird in his shoulder. She could, I mean, you can't feel anything different about his legs, which is weird because he is tiny. He has five pounds. I mean, I thought he was a kitten, um, wow. but he's full is grown. He, he's is he adult. malnourished or is he just a tiny little Probably, cat? Probably. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just from being a stray, like who knows what he's been eating. So yeah. he's just like tiny. He looks like a teenager cat, maybe like he's four or five months old, but he's full grown based on his teeth. Um, he's just very bony and, and tiny. Um, so you'd feel, you know, you'd think like if maybe he had an abscess or something from getting bit, you'd be able to feel it, but there's nothing. You just can't tell any difference, but he's still limping on his front foot. So she still didn't really know what it was from. So she gave me a different antibiotic and steroids. So he's on prednisone, um, for 10 days and he, since that, like the next day after he started those medicines, he hasn't had a fever. He's still limping a tiny bit. Like I'd say he's favoring his front left foot, but he's not, he's put, definitely putting weight on it and he's jumping around and he's scratching on stuff with both of his paws. Like he's being a very normal little guy and he is so sweet and so friendly. Like there's no way he's feral. Like he had yeah. to have been someone's cat. Because he's so, 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 so social and outgoing and friendly. Um, and I had been confining him to a dog crate at first because I wanted him to rest his shoulder. But he started to just scream when we put him in there for the night. <laughs> so <laughs> He's like, no, I'm not yeah, interested. Yeah, he's like, I don't think so. So he gets the run of the office most of the time. Um, except if I'm like cleaning or something, then I put him in his crate. But... He's very happy in here. He, he's he got a window perch. He's got a heated bed and a cave bed and his crate. <laughs> and he chooses to sleep on a folded up towel in the corner. Like, so cute. Like I just cute. threw it there as an extra towel for his crate. And he's like, this is my bed now. And that's where he spends all of his time. Um, he does not love to be held, but he likes to be pet a lot. He rolls around on his back and he likes to have his belly rubbed and... 
Um, he has very cute little meows, and he's adorable. He's got a little white puff on his chest. Otherwise, Aww. he looks exactly like Bear, <laughs> except half the size. <laughs> so hopefully, like, I don't know, if he really, if his fever's really gone, um, then I think we can introduce, start introducing him to the others. And he very much wants to be out of this room, I can tell. So I can't kind of wait for that to happen because I want him out of here too. Yeah. Um, and I also really want a picture of him next to the other cats because they're all enormous and he's so <laughs> tiny. So that'll be funny. Are but they curious he, about him? I mean, can they like smell him? Yeah. Yeah, they can. And I've started to like feed them on either side of the door. So they kind of get used to each other. Link is a little bit pissed. Like he's usually the one who gets mad about these sort of things. Like when <laughs> he's like, I'm barely used to bear. And now yeah, you when, are when somebody himself. else goes to the vet and they smell funny when they come back, he's like, he gets mad and hisses at him. <laughs> and he's been hit. like, he hisses at wonky and she didn't go to the vet. She smells like herself, but he's like, something's wrong. So I'm going to hiss at everybody. He hisses at me. <laughs> So poor guy, he's he's a little delicate in the head, but um, yeah, they they know. Wonky wants to come in here. Um, Bear doesn't seem to care at all. <laughs> and bear. Link is mad at everybody. <laughs> yeah, Bird's too so. busy looking for some ingredients to eat. It's fine. Yes, he pulled a stem out of the dish, you know, the the drain today that I didn't know was in there. So he's still at his old tricks. He's like, but what? I'm just unclogging it. This is gonna clog hungry. it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for your service, plumber cat. <laughs> so yeah, he's uh, we're calling him Little Man because that was the first thing I called him, and he's very little, uh, but he's a grown-up man, so that's <laughs> <laughs> that's his name. And I don't know, maybe something better will pop up. And I really, genuinely, am going to try to find a home for him, but I will keep him if I can't. Yeah. Have you considered Little Man with an apostrophe, like yeah. so that he can have a rap career? That's kind of how I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. The vet, like the vet spelled it out all the way, so his legal name, I guess, now is Little Man Van Harn. Well, look, if if the middle name is spelled wrong on my birth certificate and I've survived, you can you can make it work. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's he's look he's walking around right now, um, sniffing my feet and looking for pets. He's just a, he's just a real sweetie little guy. Well, welcome to the family, Little yeah. Man. Little yep. man. Little man. Little man. <laughs> <laughs> Have y'all ever listened to, um, you must remember this, the podcast about like old Hollywood? I think so. It's pretty good, but the um, Karina Longworth, who is, she's excellent at like researching and storytelling, but she either under pronounces T's in the middle of words or over pronounces them like she would say little and you're like okay it's too sometimes <laughs> it like it takes me out of the podcast it kind of irritates me anyway welcome mm. all right uh, should, we, should we move to the mailbag to the menagerie yeah let's do it um Okay, we did get a throw your phone from listener Justina. Thank you, Justina. We love you. It's a long one, so I'm just going to read parts of it. <laughs> um, Justina says, hi, T-shirts. Hey, hang on a second. How about you just read the words sand everywhere? <laughs> just leave, leave it at that. I think it's good. 100% agree on beaches. Sand everywhere. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I like um, the part where people agree with us. So that's yes. great. Yes. Yeah. Love it. Um, she also says, my answer to the actual question of the week, I have almost always been disappointed by designer stuff. 
clothes, accessories, housewares. I found that they aren't super amazing quality worth the price. They just have a label on them that costs a lot. Don't get me wrong. I'm not claiming there aren't brands that have a higher quality level to them. It's just that having a label and a higher price tag doesn't automatically mean high quality. It's not a shortcut. I like I hoped it would be when I was younger. Say la vie. Uh, yeah, for sure. Yes, <laughs> I agree. I know. Um, also, I enjoyed the Angel Food Cake episode. I'm wondering if I can get my sister or niece to make it for us. Smiley face. Maybe if I buy them the pan. Hmm. That would help. Yeah. And yeah. it's not expensive. No. No. And I want to make that cake again and again for the rest of my life. So, you know, yep. it's I pretty think damn it's a worthwhile good. investment. Um, also, there's a couple other things. I hope Bobby is feeling better. Yes, he is. I am. Thank you. Um, <laughs> P.S. I don't watch much and definitely not reality TV, but I do have a connection to the real world. My group of college friends get together every few years at a large house somewhere. In 2018, we rented the real world Key West house. Ooh. Why is real world so hard to say? I know. Real world. Um, it's because you were more of a road rules lady. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I um, met one of the members of the key west cast i can't remember what his name is but he is from boston and he there's a bar called i think i don't think it's open anymore but it was called d bar it was a gay bar in like dorchester that i went to with my brother-in-law and i met him and i have been to buy the real world house in um austin but it's now (laughs) i think it's actually going to be torn down but it's the vince young steakhouse i've never been before but it's there Oh, the real world. It's uh, I, the the third episode of Real World New Orleans was fantastic. It, I'm telling you, if you liked that that season, it's so good. Julie is even worse than she was on the show originally. It's amazing. I don't know where to start with that. <laughs> when Sam and I were in LA a few years ago, we rented the Workaholics house on Airbnb. Oh, that was pretty great. Cool. Uh, yeah, mainly just for the the pool. They they don't let you go sit up on the roof, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. So, our question of the week responses our question of the week last week was (laughs) What's your disappointing reality? (laughs) It was uh, maybe timed um, at poorly or great, I guess. Yeah. We got several uh, responses that were very much the same based on recent events, um, starting off with Lane, who says the Supreme Court. Mm. Jennifer, the current Supreme Court. (laughs) Kenneth, definitely the Supreme Court. Yeah. 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 Fuck the Supreme Court. Yeah. Fucking sucks. Fuck this country. Fuck everything. Yeah. That is very disappointing. Yep. Yes. Although Anne Louise says Otter Pops and skiing, neither lived up to the hype. Uh, Totally understand that. I actually like Otter Pops okay because you don't have to like hold a stick. I like the, but but I, I get it. It gets a little drippy, but completely agree about skiing. Schlepping. So much fucking schlepping. Mm-hmm. It's mostly not fun, punctuated by very brief yes periods yes. of fun slash terror. Like, <laughs> yes. I don't even know if it's fun all the time. Yeah, exactly. Um, Carolyn says, as cute as he is, at two in the morning, he will always think my foot is his mortal enemy that must be vanquished at all costs. And that's a cat. It was, yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, Jonathan, Jonathan says that food prices are so bad. Yes. Yeah. Inflation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amanda says, I could make a list for this topic, but shit would get too real. I'll just say the Seattle Mariners never getting to the World Series. Yeah, y'all keep hoping, and it just kind of doesn't happen. Yeah. 
Kristen says, I'd say having a real job. When I was in school, I couldn't wait to have the freedom of a real grown-up job. Now that I've been in the workforce for two decades, I long for college days. Mm. I'm lucky I get to work from home and don't have a micromanaging boss, but all the crap that comes along with the day job is disappointing. And I never pictured so many pointless meetings being part of my future. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is true. I remember, I mean... I remember getting my first office job and I was like, this is so, I feel so like adult. And now I'm like, this sucks. Not that I want to go work retail again, but it kind of sucks. I remember being excited about meetings like, ooh, important. And now I'm like, ugh, <laughs> meetings. I hate them. When, when, you know, when there's that thing where people are like, oh, I love when plans get canceled. I understand that to a certain degree. But when a meeting gets canceled like 10 minutes before you're supposed to go, it, there's no more thrilling meeting, feeling in the world. I'm like, Yes. I don't oh, I sat meeting. in the waiting room of a meeting yesterday for 10 minutes and I was like, I guess it's not happening. <laughs> Click. <laughs> I had a meeting yesterday. We had discussed everything until like the very last little bit. And a woman who we didn't think was coming came on and we had to basically do the meeting over again. Oh. And I was like, this is a nightmare. I'm in hell. It was about like an event where we were talking about toppers on like drinks. Like, you know how like, they put like a logo on a drink or something. I was like, I don't care about mm. this. Oh God. No, cares. no, nobody cares. Ugh. Uh, Anne Louise says, I don't want to use the term disappointing because it's not that, but I was definitely not prepared for the challenge of parenting a very new adult. I don't That's think this is Anne Louise. I think I copied the wrong thing. So, uh, Oh, sorry. I keep reading and I will, I'll find it. I thought that, Oh, that was Anne. That was, you know what? I Anne, bet it was Anne, Anne and it. I listen. I bet Excel it was Anne because and it auto completed. Yep. Fuck <laughs> Google Sheets in this case. Yeah. yeah. Yes, because I remember reading that on Facebook. That was yeah. Um, okay, a specific subset of issues is related to people having to uh, people being able to remain on a family health insurance plan. Yay! But also trying to manage that coverage with HIPAA laws in place is not for the faint of heart. Yeah, that sounds terrible. Yeah. I'm not ready for that at all. Um, Jean says, this year it's the Cincinnati Reds. Sigh, worst record in baseball. <laughs> Meanwhile, the Dragons, a farm team of the Reds, have the best record. Yeah, she's a big okay, Dragons so fan. Bad. Yeah. Your future mm-hmm. is bright yeah. if you know your team doesn't blow it by trading them all away. But yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. Denny says, McDonald's. I stop in about once every decade to try one of those fine hamburgers. <laughs> Let's find hamburger sandwiches and realize I have been duped once again. Bridget told me the other day that she was like, the only thing I like about McDonald's is the French fries. And I was like, I hear that. That's fine. Oh, I just get extra pickles on whatever. And yes. it's wonderful and salty. That's yes. all I need. Yeah. Kalina says, everyone who thinks Johnny Depp is being charming. <laughs> I really don't understand. I mean, I, well, I, there's many things about this court case that I don't understand. And I really kind of try not to pay attention to it, even though it's like in my wheelhouse of I don't know, pop culture or whatever. Entertainment news. Yeah. But I, one, have never been a Johnny Depp fan. I just don't like I never. I mean, I guess I could objectively see that he was attractive as a young person, but it's like it, he's not my style. It's too like. He got too Tim Burton-y and, like, steampunky for my mm-hmm. taste. Um, but also, this whole thing, I'm like, how did this go to trial? Like, how did they, how did their lawyers let them take the stand? Because everybody looks foolish. Yeah, and, and it's gross. a public spectacle at yeah. this point. It's yeah, no, disgusting. It's yeah. Uh, Julie says lobster. It was chewy and flavorless. <laughs> Maybe it was just overcooked. No, lobster's no. not very good. I don't think it's good. Well, lobster's it- fine, like... 
well-cooked it's, lobster. But it's not and then all just it's cracked sh- up to be. There's... Shitlo- no, it's definitely not. It's a great butter delivery vehicle. It is. Yeah. yeah. It's just my... I don't mind like a lobster roll, I guess, because there's like mayonnaise in it. And I like mayonnaise, but um, like lobster in the show, I just feel like too labor intensive. I'm working there too hard are for applications. Yeah. <laughs> Prefer a hot buttered lobster roll. Mm. You know, I, the first time I had lobster was when I went to Maine to visit my grandma when I was 10. How and that cliche. was the first time. Hmm? It's an how cliche. Well, true. But uh, so I was 10 years old. It was my first flight ever. And I was by myself and it was a full on disaster. They almost sent me to Philadelphia for some reason. Um, along with that's, that is where they sent my luggage. But um, my grandma took me to this restaurant on the shore, this very like, you know, idyllic main situation. And I, she was like, you have to get a lobster. I was like, fine. So I got a lobster. I was not a seafood person. I'm still barely a seafood person. And they brought me a whole lobster in the shell and the waiter cracked it open on my plate and all this brown water gushed out. <laughs> and I was like, why? <laughs> this is oh, horrible. I don't like that. That's not, it's like dirty like that. lobster soup. <laughs> no. Um, Show title, you have dirty to do all lobster this- soup. Yeah. <laughs> then you have to do all this work and then there's, a, there's like fire involved. At, I don't know. No, thank you. Um, Laura says that I didn't cultivate a big friend group. Laura, we're uh, your friend group. Yeah, yeah we are right here. We're all there's a lot of us. Yeah. And I feel us. offended being called small. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Margaret says I have COVID and it makes my timeline for finishing school a little longer. Oh, uh, that oh. Sucks. sorry, Margaret. That sucks. Yes, get better soon. It is ripping through here, by the way. Yeah. Um, Vermont has the highest per capita in the country right now, and capital region's not not too far from Vermont we're like 45 minutes from Vermont and uh you can just tell like everybody either has COVID or just had COVID or is just about to get COVID we've definitely entered the time of like everybody's gonna get it and that sucks but that's just kind of like the way it is we don't give a nab we have concert tomorrow night John Williams night busiest night of the year (gasps) we're recording on Friday so it's Saturday night um, we're up to like, I think we're expecting 1800 people in the hall. Whoa. Dang. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. I mean, yep. I guess it's well. just like, sh- I mean, whatever. It's like the flu uh, or something. Now. I don't we know. have a vaccination policy. So you have to be vaxxed or recently negative tested and masks are, uh, now we were saying masks welcome for a few weeks and now we're saying masks strongly encouraged. Yeah, please. So, mm. Here's hoping. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, good luck. At least you have a recent negative hey, I, COVID. I'm not test. catching COVID yeah. this weekend. Yeah. I know that. All right. Off to COVID. Off from COVID talk. Let's talk about magazines, or as they used to say on TBTL, magazines. I, which I always yeah. thought was so funny. <laughs> magazines. Um, I wish Christy were here because she could do the accurate uh, pronunciation. So a little background. Um, I am always like, I was listening to a podcast and, um, but I was listening to um, this had Oscar buzz, which I always say the guy that hosts it is this, uh, this, he's awesome. I'm crazy about him, but I call him gay Bobby Pape because he is gay, <laughs> but he's from Buffalo and he sounds just like Bobby. Like he sounds just like Bobby to me, and but like kind of, you know, with a little, to him. I'm going to say something I'm going to regret, but we probably shouldn't assume that straight is the norm. So well, like, 
Sure. I guess I should be called straight Bobby Pape. Straight Bobby Pape. Well, but it's more that I know Bobby Pape. And so right, he I came like, first. So. <laughs> yes, you came first in my life. Joe Reed came second. He's great. The show is great. But they are doing, they do like a May miniseries where they, one time they talked about movies in 2003, whatever. I mean, it, it's sort of random, but they, this uh, month they're talking about. It's more or less random than a movie road trip around the country. That goes <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Every month or so. <laughs> Exactly. Um, but we um, they were talking about Entertainment Weekly and how it was it's is ceasing the uh, print production of it and it's just going digital. And so they're talking about it. they're talking to old um, Entertainment Weekly writers and just movies that they covered and and they'll choose like one movie that was on the cover for their spring preview or their fall preview or whatever. And I was thinking, while Entertainment Weekly, while I did enjoy Entertainment Weekly. Um, it was not like that wasn't my magazine, but I was thinking about how much like as a kid and even probably up until my twenties, how many magazines I bought and read. And it was a big part of my life on a weekly basis. And I don't read as many magazines, but well, for instance, when Dave and I were trying to save money before we had kids, we were like, Oh, we're spending too much money. We need to figure it out. And we decided we had to stop buying magazines at the grocery store and we could only buy magazines that we could only have magazines that we either one subscribed to or two when we were at the airport. That was like our like safe zone of buying magazines because it was just adding up. And I feel like that was kind of around the time I stopped really reading magazines on a regular basis. But it, it like as a kid, I don't know. My parents got a lot of magazines and that, and I was excited to read them. So I thought, let's talk about the magazines that sort of shaped us. And the crazy thing is that they really did kind of get into your brain a little bit and taught you, I don't know, I feel like they sort of taught you how to be an adult when you were a kid. You're like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to be, like, thinking about, which isn't necessarily true. But I don't know. I felt like it probably did influence me in some ways. Or this is how I'm supposed to be a teenager, and this is what I can expect. So I don't know. I thought we could interrogate it a little bit. But um, we kind of set it up in, you know, some little buckets. And the first one is – what are some magazines you read as a kid? Um, who wants to go first? Well, I'll, I'll go first. You, uh, if you want to go, yeah, so we're like, I'll go first. Go first. <laughs> Meredith, you go. Um, first off, of course, is highlights. Yes. Um, the I was doctor's office this, staple. Yeah, I was thinking about this chronologically. And highlights was definitely in my first magazine. And I think my mom got us a subscription to it at a certain point. Um, and I do remember also reading Cricket's magazine. Yes. Yep. Um, which I forgot about until just now, but yeah, I loved both of those. I liked the, um, you know, the, the picture searches Mm, in the back of the the back of the page. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my brother had a subscription. I need to interrupt. I don't think we can mention Cricket without remembering that this podcast has a history with the magazine Cricket. That's the image that popped into my head. Um, How to describe this. Bobby, do you know how? Uh, I believe it was Interstellar Fuck Suit, wasn't it? Yes, it was. <laughs> it was a cricket in a space suit that I really thought looked like two people having sex in space. Maybe that's our... Uh, I haven't saved. Um, and it's Cricket, the magazine for children. And why, So why would that picture be underneath that caption? I don't know. <laughs> unfortunate um my brother had a subscription to mad magazine so i definitely read a lot of those um which was terrible and horrible and bad um eventually 
My friend group was the kind of friend group that read Sassy. Uh, yes. Um, I Googled it earlier today, and the first one that, that popped up was um, Mayim Bialik. And of course. I pointed it at Gregory, and I was like, it's me. And he's <laughs> like, why do you do that to yourself? <laughs> well, because uh, it's accurate. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then 17 was yeah. a little bit later on. I read, I remember reading that like before I was 17 and being like, is this what 17 year olds lives are like? <laughs> well, I, um, have you all ever seen the movie kicking and screaming? Have we, I feel like we've talked about it before. So. It's uh, Noah Baumbach's first movie. I think it's his first movie, but there's a part where this guy is dating a 17 year old, which is like a little bit gross now that I Ew. think about it. I mean, he's like, supposed to be in college, but still like that's gross, but she's like, I'm turning 17 tomorrow. And he was like, does that mean you're going to get all the references in 17 magazine? <laughs> <laughs> I did think that's what that meant. And and I think 17 was the my introduction to like terrible women's magazines yeah. that gave you a sense of like what they thought your life was like and it was in no way shape or form like that. Yeah. So I, it was like my first foray into feeling inadequate. Yep. Based on like what I thought everybody else was doing. So yeah, yeah, you know, it's weird because I never thought like, you know, you hear girls and it's totally reasonable, but you hear girls thinking like, oh, I wanted to look like the models or whatever. I never really thought that because I was like, I'm not ever going to look like that. Um, But it was more like what experiences should you be having at certain ages, like when you kiss a boy or have sex or whatever. And I think that I had a wonky perspective as to what was normal. You know, what was like, if I don't kiss a boy by the time I'm X age, then I'm weird or, you know, any of that kind of stuff. Or I don't experience this kind of stuff. Does that make me weird? Or conversely, if I've done something and it's like, oh, you know, don't do that. Or that's. Oh, yeah. It was very moralistic. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And it it made you feel kind of like, oh, I'm off kilter a little bit. I Mm -hmm. think they've gotten. I mean, I don't read teen magazines anymore <laughs> i guess i you will don't. maybe but and when once bridget gets to them but um i feel like they're maybe a little bit better now well they're definitely more inclusive now as far as like you know diversity and and yes you know orientations and and gender and all that which is good but i'm now sure you're it's just weird is. if you haven't kissed anyone by i don't know 14 i don't know what the right age for that is i don't either i don't i, I don't mean either. i was 14 when I French kissed a boy, but that's, I don't know. But I don't know. I don't know what the normal, I think How I old thought... were you when you got into a cricket magazine interstellar <laughs> fuck scene? Um, that was like 16, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, 17 I... by the time you got out of it because it was so tight. It's very difficult to zip up. Um, I think my favorite part of these magazines was the embarrassing stories. Oh. And I can't remember if that was in Sassy or 17 or maybe both. Uh, but those are my favorite things. Um, YM also had a really big one. Oh, yeah. And it had like, it was called like Say Anything, I think. And well, the moral of the story is never wear white pants when you think you maybe might get That's your period. That's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. Because I was like, when you were talking about milestones, I was like, well, that never happened to me. So I guess I'm not actually a woman. And like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I never bled onto because well why would my mom buy me white pants first of all she would not I didn't live in Texas for Christ's no sake. Um, but yeah that never happened to me I was always very very careful about my hygiene so um, no yeah the, I I would immediately flip to those sections it was like like screw you know screw all the I don't really care about the fashion because I think at a pretty young age I realized it was like all basically advertising. 
But I was like, I don't yeah. care about the fashion so much. I care about the embarrassing stories from girls that are my age, which obviously they were all like written by some 22 year old intern. Yeah, you they know? were just made up. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Dave and I always laugh about Parade Magazine because it's like, I'm wondering what, you know, Michael J. Fox is up to these days. And it's like, actually, he's starring in a new CBS sitcom. And it's like, <laughs> nobody's writing these letters. To this the is editor. not an ad for that sitcom, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Oh, yeah. The the teen girl magazine um, racket had me big time. Um, I guess, should I go on since I'm yes. talking about them? Okay, so, I, you know, I since I had older, older sisters, I, like, was, re- like, raring to be a teenager. So early on, I started getting teen magazine, which I remember I thought this was very deep. I said, teen is to save by the bell what 17 is to, like, 90210. Like, teen was very, <laughs> like, bubblegum. Co- like, it was for, like, Bridget's age. Like, it was for preteens, basically. But I felt very cool reading it. And then I think when I was in high school, or no, like, middle school at some point, I got, um, I started getting 17. And I had some friends whose parents, like, wouldn't let them get 17 because it was too, like, they mentioned people having sex, basically, like that it was a possibility that teens were having sex and they were not allowed to. So, but of course, I'm, I was like, whatever, I'm getting 17. Um, but like I said, at 17, then YM. But my parents were and still are really big magazine subscribers. Like they always had like Newsweek. I mean, we had Newsweek Time, um, Sports Illustrated, Vanity Fair. Um, I mean, all, but the big fight always was people magazine like uh, we would be like awaiting the people i mean obviously think about this time before you know people is like a moot subject because you can just get everything online you can see you know paparazzi pictures or whatever or celebrities instagrams but at the time it was like i can't wait to get people magazine to figure out what's happening and my mom obviously she subscribed so it was hers and we have a big policy in our family like who gets to read first and my mom got to read it first because it was her magazine and i'm like and if i started to read it first she would like legit get mad at me she'd be like like i can tell you've been (laughs) reading this like i i like (laughs) smudged it with my dirty child hands but I just I loved people just I ate it up every part did the crossword couldn't wait for the 50 most beautiful people sexiest man alive what have you I was all into people magazine um but yeah I I never really I remember when us was a monthly magazine and I loved it then and I loved like premiere magazine I mean I amount of money I must have spent on magazines premiere magazine um yeah, Us was monthly, and that's when I started to fall in love with Tom Cruise because they had this whole, like, Tom Cruise pictorial that I thought was, like, he was so hot during his <laughs> far and away <laughs> years. Um, and then I I remember when Us went weekly, and I was like, hmm, what's this? And I, that was, like, in my early 20s, and I, I was, I think I did subscribe. The problem with the weekly subscriptions is those are, like, hella expensive. Like, they're, mm-hmm. like, yeah. 100-something dollars a year. Now, if you get, like, a monthly subscription of something, that's actually a great gift because it's really cheap. Like, it's $12 or something. You're like, I just mm-hmm. bestowed Vanity Fair for two years for you. Um, but, yeah, I think that I spent my, like, $9 an hour that I made at my first job in San Francisco partially <laughs> on an Us Weekly subscription. <laughs> oh, stupid. But yeah, I yeah I read a lot. I I, I I even remember reading Sports Illustrated. Like I was not as interested in sports as I 
I guess I am now. But I always like, you know, Bobby, and the, there was a part of Sports Illustrated that was like, these are the high schoolers that are up and coming or whatever. Yeah. I yeah. would always flip to those to see if there was anybody from my high school that was, or like somewhere <laughs> in Texas that was up and coming. Um, but that was, yeah, that was my jam. Anyway, yeah. a lot of magazines. Well, Sports Illustrated is a good segue because I read Sports Illustrated and Sports Illustrated. I forget if Sports Illustrated Kids was a regular thing when I was young or if it came I out loved later. Sports Illustrated Kids. And it always had like Michael Jordan on the cover, like right. 99% yeah, exactly. of the time. So there was that. And then there was, as you alluded to earlier at the start of the show, uh, Boy's Life magazine, <laughs> which they renamed, I think, at some point to make it non-gendered, but was Boy's Life when I was a kid. And damn it, it'll be Boy's Life until I die. Um you know, and so, yeah, you're scouting magazine, obviously. And I was, uh, you know, I was never a Cub Scout. So I didn't actually join scouting until I was like 11. Which uh, is actually pretty late because I feel like most people start with like seven or something. It's very late. I was never, you know, so when all the Cub Scouts I knew were crossing over into Boy Scouts, which is basically just um, just a Boy Scout puberty ceremony. Um, God. It's like your voice dropped and now you get to wear a tan uniform. Uh, I just joined then when my friends were, were crossing over. And then actually the kid who I joined with, Mark Padgham, right as he was uh, uh, going from Cub Scouts to Boy Scouts, I joined because he was joining that troop. And then he dropped out like a month later. Oh. And I stayed for like five years. So, you know. You were and an Eagle I, Scout though, weren't you? No, I, I I'm not an Eagle why. Scout. I was a little short of an Eagle Scout because I turned 16, got a job, and had a girlfriend. And I was uh. like, what the hell am I doing here? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, nope, sorry. Uh, I guess it just wasn't quite dedicated enough. But I sure I did like Boy's Life. And then um, I didn't read as many magazines because they just, when we were kids, it was all girl magazines. Like it, there, I don't think that there were that many guy equivalents to Teen Beat or yeah. Tiger Beat or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I feel like most boys I knew, like Meredith said, read like Mad Magazine. Like that right. was their like, yeah. I never it. really got Mad Magazine, but I think as a boy, and I'll just be bluntly gendered here, even though I know this is not 100% true. I thought it was interesting. This category also uh, does play toward porno magazines because yeah. Yeah. as a boy, as a, as a young kid in elementary school, before I really even knew what I was looking at, uh, the friend whose dad had a stack of vintage Playboys <laughs> in the downstairs half bath yep. was, was you know, a bit of a revelation just trying to figure out what the hell I was looking at. I mean, and in that case, it was mostly boobs and hair. So <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't as much of a diagram. <laughs> You're like, what's happening here? I don't, right. there's a lot. <laughs> now I realize that those women were so natural that it was basically a PG picture from the waist down because right. it covers yep. more than the bathing suits I saw in Vegas <laughs> yeah. this last weekend. Um, but like, that was, that was the thing. Like that was intrigue as a kid. And then of course the sports illustrated swimsuit edition, which you had oh, to have yeah. a friend who had a cool mom right. who was willing to begrudgingly take their son to the store to buy a swimsuit edition sports illustrated. So that was always a thing. And so, and that was the, the era of those great. And by great, I mean, noted famous models, you would open it up and so well yes. I actually I liked seeing those too because this was sort of the era of the supermodel before um like in our teen years I feel like on the covers of magazines it would be you know supermodels or mm-hmm. models or whatever it would sometimes be generic models but it would be whatever you know Heidi Klum or Cindy Crawford or right 
right. Naomi Campbell or whatever. The and same na- people that you would want a poster of. Yeah, exactly. And they would be like Tyra Banks would be in the swimsuit model or whomever. And then it just like maybe in the early 2000s, I think it really started to transfer that celebrities sell the magazines more than models like if I saw a magazine cover with like Gigi Hadid I'd be like okay whatever I mean she's kind of a celebrity as well but also a mom like I don't really care but if you see one with I don't know Jennifer Lawrence I guess would be the um the celebrity that I'd be like ooh, I want to see that you know it's a little bit more exciting to me but I, I just googled like ni- March 9th 1992 Kathy Ireland sparkles oh, <laughs> I mean Kathy Ireland is a big di- I mean that was like that is an early 90s right like, yes yeah. That's who yeah. I was supposed to be very attracted to. And <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. The world told me that very clearly. <laughs> yes. So that's that was the little side tangent on kids and magazines. And, and of course, it's not entirely uh, only boys or only girls. But, you know, I think I think young men, young boys, rather, my age were sort of expected to seek out something like that as if it was... Uh, you know, a life mission to find a softcore pornography magazine somewhere. Well, I think I did it as well. Like I would find some of my like parent, we would find my parents friends and we're all just like curious, like what the fuck? Like, are they looking at this? You're allowed to look at this? Right. And then, you know, in retrospect in comparison to what's like available with the, you know, touch of a keystroke today, it's like, it is pretty. It's so tame. Yeah. I mean, right. I'm not saying it's like great, but it is so tame compared to. <laughs> We're on the yeah. we're on the cusp of that though, right? Because the early '90s is the earliest of the internet for most people, yeah. and you know, not that kind of ex- you know. I don't know when Pornhub launched, but it wasn't then. No, and so oh, plus dial-up. I mean, it, it was yeah. it would be faster <laughs> to walk to the Seven Eleven and buy a magazine than it would be to load anything. God, do you remember when they would have, like, if you would go to a 7-Eleven or gas station and they would have something over the um, yeah. Playboy or whatever, and you're like, what's under there? I'm just like, I just In Texas, see they do that over the Cosmos. <laughs> I know. It's, it's true. So true. It's too sexy. Yep. Too sexy. Um, yeah. No, it was definitely, I feel like the 80s and 90s, and I'm sure the 60s and 70s and stuff, it was just the heyday of magazines. It was just, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Yep. They were so available and that was just, and you know, obviously it's pre pre like real internet. So that's just like wh- where you got your information. And I remember people saying like in the early 2000s, oh, I'm writing for whatever, but only the online edition. And you're like the online edition, like that's embarrassing. Cause that's like, that's <laughs> junior varsity compared to print. And now it's like, I mean, who, who cares? Right. You know, cause we're all reading everything online anyway. Um, speaking of which, now moving forward, magazines you read as an adult. And I guess it doesn't necessarily have to be like print or non-print. I kind of focused on the print stuff that I do, but kind of what magazine-oriented thing do you read, Meredith? Um, so I, I made a list kind of more chronologically. Um, I start. I think I graduated from 17 to Cosmo, and then I was like, People spend $2,000 on a purse? What's wrong? I know. With I everyone. Know. Like, who, what do they expect me to buy? $50 nail polish? Like, I got pockets right here. I don't need a $2,000 purse. <laughs> yeah. That was my first, like, okay, th- this is insane and and impossible. Um, and then I got very interested in, like, health and nutrition. And so shape was kind of in line with that. Yes. So that yeah. was my next, like, obsession. And that was just, like, 
every it was the same thing over and over it was like exercise eat this vegetable like okay yes i get it i get it yeah 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 Yeah. um my dad always had um and probably still does have a national geographic subscription and had boxes and boxes and boxes going back to like the 30s so he's keeping those because nobody else is so that'll be a valuable archive Nobody else is. Yeah, the, that's an investment. That's my uh, inheritance. Um, I think it was like, because this old lady named Gertie, of course her name was Gertie, lived in the house before he bought it. And she had like a wicker wheelchair. <laughs> oh my God. That was in, ended up in the carriage house, in the attic of the carriage house. And I think a lot of those Net Geos were hers, the old ones. Um, now I do read Vogue sometimes. I really like Vanity Fair. Like yeah. Surprisingly like Vanity Fair. And I think, isn't there a one for the for the youths as well? Like a Vanity Fair for teens or something? Uh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Like I would feel okay having my kid read that. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah. I like Vanity Fair. I think it, I don't know. I That's kind of my go-to when I go to the airport. Yeah. 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 Um, I do have a subscription to Bon Appetit. Even though they're problematic, I, I do like the recipes. Yeah, um, and Epicurious is the same company, um, so I can access that stuff too. It's mostly just because like I need a recipe. I need to like plan recipes for the week. Yeah. So that's kind of in my rotation of places that I check for places. It's New York Times, um, Cooking, and Bon Appetit are kind of my two primary places that I go when I need recipes. Um, my favorite. Online one is Wonkette, which is political and very funny and very extremely, extremely liberal. And actually, the founder of Wonkette is moving to Detroit. So oh. I had a little email conversation with her recently about cool. where she's going to live, which is near me, and where she's going to send her kid to school, which I don't know because there's not really good schools here. So we'll see. Are you going to become <laughs> friends with Turns her? Out. I'm going to try. Yes. That's exciting. Nice. Her name's Rebecca. And I think as far as I'm concerned, we're best friends. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not even parasocial anymore. It's actually like you have contact. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think I will be able to stalk her very lightly and figure out what house she's buying. And then (laughs) I'll just show up on her front step and that'll be fine. You're like, here's an angel food cake. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Um, Reductress. I don't know if that counts as a magazine, but I love it. God, it's so good. Um, there's a whole bunch of those like online. I love the onion. I like the hard times now. I didn't used to, but it's gotten better. Um, so I don't know the list of like, my sister's boyfriend pays for an Apple plus subscription. So I've got all these Apple news magazines. So I've got like slate and the Atlantic and, uh, diabetic living and <laughs> food and wine, stuff like that. So I, I do kind of scroll through that sort of stuff. Scientific American is really good. Real yeah. simple yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Yes. Um, apartment therapy, Vice, NPR, Vanity Fair, New York Magazine. Those are kind of my frequently checked magazines on there. Yeah. I really like New York Magazine. I mean, I don't subscribe to like a hard copy, but I, I mean, I read the cut a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have they have some good pop culture stuff. Um, if you don't have the New York Magazine tote bag, are you really a New York Magazine reader? <laughs> no, mm. no, I guess not. Dang it. Um, as far as things that we get at the house, the only ones that we get now, well, I think we get like Domino or one of the home ones that somebody signed me up for. But we get Texas Monthly, which despite being 
from Texas is actually a really good magazine. They have it's a some great really magazine. Good, yeah, they have some really good articles. They have good writers. We still get Boston Magazine, which you know, <laughs> I'm on that the polls. Me up when I saw it on your list, <laughs> <laughs> it's sitting on our you know breakfast table right now because Dave like reads a shit out of them. Um, I definitely get well when I go to the airport. I have a strategy. If it's a long flight, I'll get like an Us Weekly and an Atlantic. Like that's my like. <laughs> That's me. Like I'll get That's a good you know, balance. Yes. Yeah. Like which one are I, you hiding and which one's on the inside? <laughs> True. Um, I mean, I, us weekly. I'm always like, I'm going to save it for the plane, and then I'm sitting at the gate. I'm like, whatever. I'm just going to read this now, and then I'll leave it for somebody to pick up because it's. I've already seen all of these pictures anyway on Instagram, so it's kind of like a moot point at this point. Um, and yeah, those are the only like actual ones we get. But I, I would say, yeah, New York Magazine is one I read. I used to love Slate. I loved Slate. And I just don't anymore. I mean, I don't really even go to it. I just, I listen to a handful of podcasts from them. Um, but I, it's so, it's so slaty. And I think they've got, it is. T- it, t- I, I remember when, you know, when you pick up on their rhythms, you're like, wait. They do this for literally everything. And maybe they've mm-hmm. gotten away from it, but it's just so tedious to me after a while that I I, I, I don't enjoy it. The push for Slate Plus really irritates me. Like uh, ends. Um, we, and Bobby and I can yeah. get upset because we both uh, subscribed to Slate Plus during the pandemic because Hit Parade, their best podcast, went By behind. Far. Yeah, Aww. went behind Slate Plus. It's no longer there, but I think it was... $50 or something for the year. And I was like, 59. Okay. Yeah. Yep. And so I, I was like, okay, well, you know, I listened to that and I listened to the political gap fest and maybe at the time one other one. So I was like, all right, I guess it's five bucks it. a month. Seem perfectly reasonable. Fine. Don't have to yeah. hear the ads. It's fine. Although it is kind of a pain in the ass to like, re- they don't make it super easy to like resubscribe to the one. You have to kind of hunt around for it for the non addy one. Anyway, they sent an email uh, two weeks ago or something that says they're raising the rate to a hundred and nine dollars. Like Jeez. it is. Was that that's right, Bobby? Is a hundred? Yeah, it was yeah, like double, double, yeah, double. I mean, it was outrageous. I'm like, and Bobby and I were both like, "What the fuck?" Like, I, if they had said seventy five dollars, if they had gone, I would have let it ride. Yeah, yeah, fine, whatever. You gotta raise the rates. I get it, but double, and I I just can't believe that. I mean, I guess they're counting on somebody like me who's kind of lazy, and I'm like, whatever, let it roll. But I'm pissed. Well, I and canceled, I, and it wasn't yeah. easy. Yeah. There was no, like, anywhere online to do it in your account settings, even though the instructions in the help menu said you could do it from your settings, and you can't. Ugh. So then I had to email them and be like, hey, one, I want to cancel my membership after this season or whatever, this cycle. And two, your own information says I can do it through the website, but I can't. And they wrote back and they were just like, oh, well, you know, whatever. We're sorry you're going to go. And I just wrote back and I was like, yeah, maybe if he hadn't doubled it. And also, um, I'm not going to defend Mike Pesca for being an asshole. But one of the reasons I originally got it was that I was listening to the gist every day back when. Yeah. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. you know, it was $59 for hip rate and a podcast. daily podcast was fine. Yeah. But, you know, I, it's, again, it's not it's not their fault that Mike decided that the hill he wanted to die on was the hill he wanted to die on. Oh, but, God. Uh, you know, I said, you know, I'm, I'm listening to one show that comes out monthly and then a half show that they do that is less good every two weeks, every other half month. And uh, it's just too much. And they wrote back and offered to let me renew at 59 for the year. And I what? didn't take them up on it because at that point I was like, we well, already canceled it. And 
And also, fuck to, you. Yeah, I don't want to have to do this again in a year anyway. So yeah. no, that's yeah. it's bullshit. And like, whatever. I mean, I want to pay for journalism. That's also the thing now is like you can find stuff so much for free. You can go in incognito mode. Though I feel like they started to catch on to that a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and I do want to pay for journalism. Me too. You know, and I think long form magazine writing is great like and i love to read a good long article if i have time i'm like hell yeah like let's dig into it but doubling if, is if outrageous this, if this gets back to chris malamphy i will venmo you 50 bucks <laughs> i know <laughs> i'll happily keep giving you 50 bucks a year for his very good show yes exactly heavily researched show i know that it's it's kind of wild that they did that but yeah that is sort of a thing about journalism now it is so easily accessible and it's like i mean i feel the kind of way i feel about you know that i just added paramount plus onto my tally of things that i um pay for as far as streaming services it feels like you could like have an endless loop of and we all have like wide varieties of interests you're like oh that seems interesting that seems interesting and it's like at some point i can't pay for all of those things um yeah I remember in my <laughs> this last story as an adult when I was trying to be like an adult, like I'm gonna I'm an adult now and I'm gonna read adulty kind of things. I we subscribed in, like with my best friend Emily, we subscribed to the New Yorker, and like I love the New Yorker, it's great. But like, not to be Luke Burbank about it, but the the issues stack up pretty quickly, and you're like, I can't read all this uh, I yeah. time. <laughs> and i but you feel kind of bad throwing it away because it's like literature almost in some places but i can't i can't do it i can't do it my brain's not that big so that went by the wayside um all right bobby what do you read i was trying to remember the name of the the dirty magazines from married with children <laughs> oh god <laughs> and, and i just I, I had to google it there's never been a better use of an incognito window than this <laughs> Uh, it's, it was big guns. Oh God. Big space apostrophe. You had God. That's so crazy. I used to watch the shit out of that show and I'm like, why were my parents letting me watch that show? Yes. There's a, I just got a still image of, of Al Bundy reading big guns sitting next to his black coworker reading black big uns. Oh God. Oh God. I was wasn't allowed of... to watch that show and I'm fine with that decision. No, it's a okay. height of early nineties comedy right there. Yes. Uh, as an adult, um, I was reading sports illustrated still for many years uh, for free until the subscription finally just stopped. <laughs> like, I, I, I'm sure I never paid for it. Uh, and then it just kept, kept coming. And so I kept reading it and then it finally stopped. Um, I actually don't subscribe to many magazines at all. Uh, now, uh, much like Boston Magazine, I subscribe to Buffalo Spree, which is the <laughs> Buffalo area magazine. And I do that because um, it's it's a lot of local journalists in Buffalo who I really like. And so, you know, I want to support that magazine and support. They do a lot of good arts coverage in Western New York that nobody else is doing. Um, I I used to have a subscription to The Atlantic. Now I just read it online. Um one of the magazines I still get in print at work, and it's really funny, is Departures, which is the Amex travel magazine. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's surprising, like it's very pretty, and yeah. so it's just it's one of those magazines that's like really pretty to just flip through the pictures and sort of skim. Yes, uh, not doing any real reading there, but I just think it's funny that because I'm you know just it's because of the I have a business Amex platinum card. And mm. uh, eventually I'm going to have to give that up because that's a Boston Music Aviva uh, joint. And so 
I'm sure that magazine comes with that as the benefit. Um, also, uh, Symphony Magazine, which is the industry magazine <laughs> for symphonies. I get, I get that. <clears throat> and so that's kind of funny. Uh, and, you know, The New Yorker, again, yeah, I don't subscribe because I would never get through it all. And New York Magazine is one of those ones I'll seek things out from in the cut. Um, I don't get as many delivered as I used to. But as a tangent, I, I wanted to mention two other things. And I should have mentioned the first one is magazines I read when I was a kid. The other magazine I read when I was a kid was, uh, as I know I've mentioned, but it's been many years, so maybe some people weren't around for this. My grandmother, of all people, self-published a magazine in the early 90s, oh, yeah. early to mid-90s when I was a kid, called Singles Magazine. And it was meant Ooh. to be a magazine for single people, not to hook up or, or whatever, but like a social magazine for single people. And this was like one of her self-help dreams as a divorced woman. And uh, as a young, obnoxious kid living with her in the early 90s uh, and mid 90s, it was my job to help. So like, that's how I started learning layout design stuff, because I had all that software on our house computer, our home computer when I was like eight. Um, <laughs> I love when you're eight, you're like doing single life. Yep. Oh, yeah. And uh, I, I, I would write things that she would put in this magazine and it was published and to be, it was like a free magazine. So it'd be like the racks in the grocery store, in the alcove before you go into the grocery store. Um, I would like help pick up shit from the printers and help distribute it. It was, yeah, it was very much a scrappy effort. So my first published piece was definitely in singles magazine and it was probably in a cross deck about Christmas. Uh, apparently somebody's trying to deliver a package. So we'll leave the uh, intercom buzzer in. I thought you got a question wrong or something. I guess. I moved my desk a few weeks ago, and I hadn't thought about how it's right next to the intercom nobody ever uses. Um, also, an ice cream truck went by earlier. I'm just full of I'm full of sounds today. Uh, so yeah, Singles Magazine. And then, of course, more recently in my adult life, I have become known for uh, occasionally subscribing people to magazines. <laughs> oh, and speaking of, yes, the other magazine we're getting at the Boston apartment right now is Garden and Gun. You oh, know, yeah, I used to pick that up at the grocery store in Texas sometimes. I've heard it's actually like pretty good, I despite the name. Yeah, I haven't actually read it much, but it seems better than it would look, you know, with that name. it's. I think it's more Garden and less Gun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think they're leaning into the Garden aspect <laughs> yeah, of it. I would too. It was so always in fine. the checkout at Central Market. Yeah. Sure. So somebody, uh, somebody subscribe me for that. I'm sure that's just payback for me <laughs> subscribing people to things. So I, all I did is I went into my uh, email history and I searched mags for miles because the whole reason I started subscribing to magazines for people is because at some point, like 10 years ago, I flew United once. I think it was Hawaii. And so I had just like this pile of United points, but I couldn't move them into anything else. And I was never going to fly United again. Unless I absolutely had to. And it wasn't enough to do anything with them. And you had to buy, you had to do something with them or they would expire. And they would always send me these emails being like, you can subscribe to magazines with your United Miles. And it would only cost like a couple hundred miles to get 12 issues of something. 12. <laughs> nope. Only 12 issues of something. No, 13. That was the wrong answer. <laughs> so... I'm assuming it's not urgent that I check the door. I didn't order anything or I don't know. There actually, there's been takeout food sitting out on my front steps for like two days, a pizza and a sandwich Ooh. and stuff that the animals are just, yeah. I think somebody keeps ordering food and like have their old address or something in there. So anyway, uh, so I like, I went back to my history and in 2013, I see, oh yeah, I ordered myself the Atlantic, the New Yorker and New York magazine. Very much me. 
Yeah. Um, and then I realized I could start ordering other people magazines. So my best friend, <laughs> Josh, started getting Essence and Western Horsemen. <laughs> That's like a joke from my, uh, not my best friend's wedding, uh, Notting Hill, where he's like, I work for H- Horse and Hound. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Luke Burbank also started getting Western Horsemen at that time. <laughs> Uh, the late Mike Frizzell started getting the Red Bulletin, which I think was the official magazine of Red Bull. Uh, <laughs> they had a magazine? <laughs> what? And then uh, Phyllis Fletcher for a while was getting Sunset Magazine, which she said was really good. And then was the moment it stopped coming. I think they shut it down. I don't think they still make Sunset Magazine. Uh, you know what? Wrong. I feel like they have. Sometimes I'll look at, you know, like some cooking website and they'll have um, recipes from Sunset Magazine. Uh, do you ever remember Meredith getting food and wine? Because apparently I sent you food and wine for a year. Ooh. I do remember, yeah. Yeah, to M&M Spaghetti. That was good. Um, <laughs> uh, I got Andrew Walsh, uh, Sports Illustrated Kids, back when we were all still <laughs> listening to TPTL, and I felt like you didn't have a good enough grasp on the sports, sports. coverage. <laughs> I sent it for Whiskey Advocate at some point, but I don't remember ever getting that. And the problem is, though, I'm, I'm now escalating years into the future because, again, this same pile of United Miles was just slowly dwindling but it took so long to use them all <laughs> and so i would just like every six months it would say hey you got to use something you got to do something and so i was like all right i'll get some more magazines um people and espanol for josh that was a good one <laughs> that would be good for my godsons to uh you know start Learn. learning spanish because yeah. you know the world is increasingly diverse so that was good apparently i also got him allure which Wait, they've got, they've got the, good makeup tips in the world. That's what they're famous for. I sent that to the same house, but I, I directed it to the drawing room. <laughs> God. So people in Espanol went to the rumpus room. Uh, I think that was it. I, I know I've done more. They're not all coming up right now, but like, it's a good use of some shitty United Miles. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I used to get, um, like for kids' birthdays, I would get like Nat Geo kids or something because it's like yeah. kids love getting shit in the mail and they're, you know, it's educational to some extent. Um, and it's really fucking cheap to do that. The only thing yeah. is if you don't plan it well enough, it. it... What? <laughs> it's sorry. not really cheap. <laughs> Wrong. I mean, I kind of want to go see what's going on, but at the same time, I'm just like. Nobody, nobody's calling me. Nobody's texting me. Nobody comes. I've literally never had a guest in this apartment in the whole time I've lived here. In fact, I got a buddy who's coming to the, might drop it on the Tulip Festival this weekend. And it's right around the corner because at the park here. And I looked at him. I said, Derek, I might have to clean my entire apartment, but you can come over for a beer and be the first person who's ever been here. Yeah. Oh, my God. Do you uh, subscribe people, Bobby, to dumb email newsletters? No, that's just mean. Okay. Because I've been getting... Uh, daily updates from True Blue Quilts. Ooh. <laughs> um, and, I mean, I would say I have done it, but never done anyone I like. So you're okay. Good. You were the first person I thought of. I was like, I really hope. No, that's not funny. Making the post me. office bring you essence is funny. Um, I, uh, yeah, that it just litters. I mean, I'm really like, I'm trying to avoid all substacks if possible. There'll be some people that I'm interested in and I'm like, I can't, I can't yeah. go down this road. Cause then I'll be getting these emails forever. I get so many for work. Like I, I, because we do business with the Albany times union. They have like some service called daily chatter, which is like a weird world news roundup that I get now every day. What the fuck is this? 
Somewhere. I forgot about St- Stat Magazine is actually pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Thrilling. I mean, I think it is. <laughs> um, I used to also get, I think it laps. I used to get Town and Country just because I like to see what rich people are doing. But sometimes yeah. I'm like, this is so rich that I have, like, you know, no idea. But occasionally they have. And that, along with that, I used to get Architectural Digest. But it, at that, at some point I was like, I'm just looking at extremely rich and sometimes so gaudy uh, yeah. houses that it was like, it's not even like aspirational. It's kind of like gross wealth that I was like, I'm not going to get this anymore. And I'm not getting it. Dwell is a better version yeah. of that. Yeah, 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 like yeah. Dwell is a little yeah, more dwell accessible. Yeah. Realizing my, my email inbox doesn't go back to college. I, before I was just willing to give up and pay for extra storage in Gmail, I would have to delete things. And so I think my email goes back to 2013, but we, I do remember getting Harper's Bazaar in college. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's like a that yeah. That's kind of random. That's that's. Okay, yeah, it was points. I, yeah. Hey, listen, listen. Oh. My source for fashion trends and beauty tips. Um, it kind of makes me talking about this though. Kind of makes me want to. I I like reading online, and it's nice and easy. And when I'm bored at work, I can just be like, "What's going on here?" But it kind of makes me want to subscribe to more magazines Cause just because I like having a magazine. It's kind of nice to have it in yeah. your hands. When I used to get GQ, or not GQ, Essence, Esquire, Esquire, which is like the less shitty version of, G, like the less bro version of GQ, but it's still, yeah. it's still pretty bro Well, it's weird with all of those, much like, you know, a Cosmo or any of those, like they'll have a good article in them where you're like, oh, this is interesting. I'm, you know, I, they'll have a good writer that has a, a good profile of somebody, but most of the stuff is like, I think the older you get, like I said, you realize it's all kind of ads. Like it's not yeah. ads, but yeah. but it it's ads. It's veiled ads. I remember like reading a Ben's Health here and there, like a boyfriend's apartment or whatever, and being like, "Huh, this is mildly interesting." Yeah, yeah. Well, I could do Except this to my. Ads. Now there's like a a photo shoot of Tina Fey in a little tiny skirt, and I'm like, "Why?" Yes. Oh yeah, and I, they would do. Oh God, do you remember the days of like Maxim? God. Yes. Oh <laughs> my God, I forgot about those. I remember there was one with like Rachel Ray and like a little, yes. like, you know, apron or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. She's an we- upstate New York product. <laughs> Can't remember if it was Albany or Utica, but like she's from up here somewhere. She yeah. started out on local news doing her fast meals and now uh, she sells dog food. <laughs> yes. And makes a shit ton of money. Yeah. Um, and probably has a magazine. I think she has a magazine. Oh, I'm sure yeah. she does. They all do. Yes. Yeah. I ch- you know, um, what are what, who are the ones from Waco? Why am I forgetting their the names? The Cult, uh, yeah. Magnolia. Yeah, Magnolia. Yeah. yeah, that's a magazine. Yeah, they sell. But it's weird because actually, I went to the grocery store earlier today, and at checkout lines, there still is like there will be a Texas Monthly, and there'll be like us or whatever. But it's a lot of like people magazines, but not people like not the weekly people. It'll be like. 50 years of Elizabeth Taylor or something oh, like that, yeah, you know, yeah, and they yeah, cost yeah. like $10. I'm like, who's buying these? Like, <laughs> You know what? I really, I forgot about this until just now. I have really fond memories. Um, my dad used to love like um, weekly world news and mm. the Inquirer and stuff yes. like that. Yeah. Like the bat yeah. boy episode, you know, that sort of stuff. Um, he used to buy those for us um, so that we could read them on car trips and stuff. And that was <laughs> really, really fun. Like how so stupid they were. And how sometimes, uh, they actually broke real news. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, okay. Final question. 
If you started a magazine, what would it be about, Meredith? Sounds like a nightmare to me. I wouldn't no, do that. No, God. Um, I've seen The Devil Wears Prada. I can't live that life. Yeah, <laughs> no, thank you. Um, but Gregory and I were discussing this, and it was like, okay, definitely can't fancy for sure. Like, yes. I could do that, I think. Um, but there's a there's a, um, a blog called Science-Based Medicine that I really like because it kind of, like, debunks everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's my favorite thing. I love it when things are debunked. Yeah. <laughs> I've been... You know, several things I used to believe have been debunked, and it, it's it's a bad feeling, but it's also kind of like, wow, I'm glad that I know that. Yes. Um, and so they do a really nice job of that, and so something like that would be really interesting. Gregory had the idea of like, yeah, I feel like you you know you could like analyze studies or point out like why things are misinterpreted or whatever. Like that's kind of what what science based medicine does. So well, I'm I, kind I feel of like, like I would enjoy that. I think that that's really cool because I mean, as much as I you know have a crazy soft spot for one Miss Gwyneth Paltrow. I don't know why I just do, but it's like <laughs> the whole wellness culture is just like such, it's, it's such bullshit. And it's just like, you know, capitalism at its worst, but pretending to be for like your own good. And yeah. I think that that would be something that would be really cool. Mm-hmm. Come on, Miranda Priestley, you can do it. Um, I, I, I don't have any original ideas of this, but like, as obviously I am interested. I always say I'm, and I've said it on the show before. I'm good at a party because I know two things about every subject. Like I'm no expert on anything, but I can like go two levels deep, and then I'm like, okay, I'm good. I, but I'm interested in a lot of topics. So probably something kind of like a Vanity Fair, but maybe just a little bit more spread out. As far as like, I like sports. I like pop culture. I like you know. Like a, this show has everything yes, style exactly, magazine. Exactly. <laughs> Ooh. You could call it variety. <laughs> yeah, that's a good oh, idea. Yeah, there it is. Now, there obviously, it, is. it would be called Hill Country, but it would be spelled H-I-L. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that's that. That's easy. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> there definitely is a Hill Country magazine with two L's, obviously. Yeah, but this course. would be the Hill Country with one. <laughs> yes. You'd be like that guy who wrote a book called Cloud Atlas and then sold a shitload <laughs> of copies on accident. <laughs> um Oh, also, wait, real quick, just because I want to make fun of him. I re- remember that Jay's favorite magazine is, like, the AAA magazine that we get with our... He loves it and reads the shit out of it. And I'm like, wow. can I throw this away? AARP <laughs> is next. I actually <laughs> meant to joke about that. I was going to say, AARP is my magazine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is your natural magazine. Uh, someday. Uh, someday. Um, I'm counting down the years. I'll get there. Uh, Bobby, what's your magazine? We do get the AAA. Well, it was a AAA newsletter when we lived in Rhode Island. I don't think I've seen a AAA magazine in a while. I, we do, we're members now in the Albany area. I should find out if there's something I can do. Um, I And I actually, I forgot one other magazine, one other local magazine. There's actually a really good Capital Region Living, that's what they call it, um, and Saratoga Living is is really good. And they also print our program books now, so I work with all of them a lot. And I'd, I don't know if I would start a magazine, what it would be about, but... I might actually do some freelance writing for Saratoga and Capital Region Living sometime soon because I was talking to the editor and I was just like, I kind of miss writing that yeah. isn't for work. Like, I just miss, I don't know what I want to write about, but it would definitely just be like me eating cheap food in weird places, right? Like, like it would just be some food, like travel channel food yeah. show of a magazine. Yeah. Like, yeah, I would just sound like a dream job, just go, writing about food. Go to and some travel. town and be like, these are the best Korean fried hot dogs. <laughs> Like it would just yeah. be, it would just be me doing that. Like it would be forty dollars a day, Rachel Ray style God, travel. I used, to, 
You know, I food. realized with that show, we used to watch that a lot, and I realized the reason why she could get away with it is she Shitty tipped tipper. like, yes, yep. she tipped like 5%. Mm-hmm. And on yeah, she's just the worst. <laughs> My grandmother used to tell me when I was a kid that her tipping system was that she tipped $1 for breakfast, $2 for lunch, and $3 for dinner. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, so oh. embarrassing. Um. All right. Well, we're going to become magazine magnets. We're basically Graydon Gardner now, so watch out. Although he's long gone, but watch out. We're coming for the crown. That's um, a good segue, actually, because we have our yes. own magazine magnate of sorts yes um who i assume is just legally prohibited from being on this episode for all sorts of uh, nda reasons right? <laughs> yes so. she knows where the subscription cards are buried so she can't mm. be on the show but yes right so we do have a an audio postcard from our own christy wise Hello friends. sorry i couldn't be on the show today but i do have a magazine story when i worked for my old rich boss um, years ago, I, when I first started, he had 27 magazine subscriptions that would come monthly, weekly, whatever the cadence was. Um, the business ones or any kind of news would come to work and the rest would go to his house. Um, the first time he went out of town, I think I was there about three months. Um, I was summoned to his house from the household staff and told that I needed to get rid of the of some of the magazines. I was brought to a staircase landing where there were three stacks of magazines, at least five feet tall. Some of them, like two of them were taller than me. Um, I threw away anything older than two years old. That's how old. I mean, there were some that was 10 years old. It was insane. Um, by the end of the day, it took me a very long time. By the end of the day, I had one three foot, three foot ish pile. And I probably should have saw this as a red giant red flag of why didn't anyone else throw these away? Um, but I was new. So I just did what I was told. Um, he came home and he was livid and they all pointed their finger at me. Apparently multiple people, including his own family have been trying to throw those magazines away for years and he would tell them no and just have them be moved throughout the house in these giant piles um and he told them no every time and move them and i was the scapegoat i was scammed but it was worth it bye this sounds like the kind of stack of magazines that you find a dead person under because they hoarded them <laughs> Uh, my dad might be getting there with those Nat Geos. Uh, my uncle definitely has back, way back issues of Sports Illustrated. And there's a magazine in um, in um, Texas called, like, it's like Texas Football Report. It comes out, like, once a year. And it's like, covers all the, like, high school um, recruits. And my uncle definitely has back issues of that, like a lot, like years and years and years. So like, yeah, lay people follow that sort of information. Oh, Meredith, you lived in Texas, you know. Uh, I stayed away from that <laughs> whole scene pretty successfully. Uh, well, that'll do it. Yep. All if right. If you started a magazine, yes. what would it be about? Yeah. Question of the week: What would you start a magazine about? Tell us. Would have been too easy just to ask your favorite magazine. We don't want your favorite magazine. No, no, no. We want to know your magazine. Yes, exactly. That's right. 
Um, okay, I'm going to move on to Tishy Recommends. This is something I should have recommended last week, and I think I mentioned it, but I <laughs> want to really recommend it. It was new to my life a couple of years ago, so I just want to make sure everybody's informed. It's called Folex. I'm sure it will cause us cancer. I don't know, but it is a miracle carpet um, stain remover. So I found it. Well, okay. So a couple years ago when Rory cracked his head open, it looked like a crime scene in his room because head wounds are um, oh, I remember that. really bloody. And I was like, I don't know how the fuck I'm going to get these blood stains out. Like I like Googling, how do I do this? And Christine, who's a listener to the show said, Oh, do you have Folex? And I'm like, what the fuck is Folex? No. She was like, Oh, it, it'll get it out. And lo and behold, it got every blood stain out without like crazy amounts of work. It's like spray, 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 spray. And then just blah, 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 blah. And it like lifted up like magic. And when I had a certain child puke in my car, um, <laughs> it really helped with that. So now I carry Folex. I didn't have, I had it in the house. Now I carry it in the car. Um, and it smells, it's not like overly chemically smelling, which whatever. I didn't give a shit. I'm like, that's better than barbecue barf. Like I'll take chemical any day <laughs> of the week. Um, but I got a three pack from Amazon. Sorry. I know. Fuck Jeff Bezos, but I got a three pack for Amazon for like $25. Like it's a little bit more expensive than, you know, your whatever regular carpet cleaner or something. Yeah, exactly. Worth it though. Oh, it's totally worth it. It's totally worth it. So Folex, it rules. And I think I got it from Amazon. I think you can get it from Home Depot. I'm sure at this point you probably can get it at the grocery store, but I think maybe like a Home Depot where it's more like, you know, industrial. Industrial. Yeah, exactly. On that note, you can get involved with the show by joining us over at thisshowhaseverything.com, where for the last hour, I have been trying to search <laughs> variations of the term interstellar fucksuit, because I know that's what we called it, but I cannot find the episode. It's killing, and I went back into the LRB archives, too. I know. It was so long ago, but we will find it, because I want to go the back and listen to it again. pictures in Slack, we can, we can at least show the picture. All right. We got that going for us. The show has everything.com to see that, because it'll probably be the show picture again. Uh, the Facebook group is This Show Has Everything, and that's where you can participate in questions of the week and other hijinks. The show Twitter, when I occasionally update it, is at Show. You can email us at Show at gmail.com where you can also send us your voice memo about your magazine experiences. You can fax me your before and after bloodstained pictures <laughs> cured with Folex at 617-354-8513. And until next issue, that was everything. Nice. Subscribe. <laughs> Consume. Capitalism, baby, yeah. There's a magazine called Sunset. And a tent machine that won't let me ever forget this impossible longing for you. Let's take a map across your pillow and breathe the sky in through your window. I stay alone and watch your books cave in.
fucking noise. I'm over here muting so I can back up along <laughs> the fucking buzzer twice. That I'm was hysterical. I heard it really it. does sound like a buzz, like a wrong answer buzzer. Yeah, it's like. <laughs>